Blog Talk Radio. You ready for the show? You ready for the show? Black Talk, we are on Table Talk Radio. The show for the black. Black Talk, we are on Table Talk Radio. I am black. That doesn't mean I'm vulnerable to attack. I'm just like you, a human. Red blood, emotions, a moving figure. But you're treating me like I'm about to pull a trigger. Cause I'm black. You put in the West on me. Oh, why, oh, why, oh, why, yeah. Black soap, you're around table, talk radio. It's here to show. It's here to unify black people. Yeah. It's here to get you inside. Get you more today. Black soap, you're around table, talk radio. The show for the black. Blacktopia Roundtable Talk Radio Show the party start Blacktopia Roundtable Talk Radio Listen and get this pie Alright You're now listening to Blacktopia Presents Roundtable Talk Radio The biggest colored show on earth And I'm your host, just some guy named Jay and also with us, we have Adrian Charleston, True Butterfly. Blacktopia Roundtable Talk Radio is the number one live stream dedicated to bringing black folks together from all walks of life, teaching the importance of economic empowerment for our people, and showcasing the talents and abilities of black people across the globe. This is also the number one blog talk radio show which is not hosted by convicted felon or conspiracy theorist wacko or closeted lesbian, but hey, I'm going to put on a great show just as good as all those people too, so listen up. (laughs) For tonight's main topic, we will discuss the government shutdown, the wall, serving McDonald's in the White House, and uh, and Donald Trump's dumbass in general, all of that, anything involving that. Also joining us for this discussion is the president of the Indiana Democrat African American Caucus, Fort Wayne Chapter, Precinct Chair and Delegate for the Indiana Democratic Convention, Nicole King. But before we get into all that, I just want to say check us out at www.blacktopia.org, and you can also download and install the Blacktopia mobile app on iTunes. Amazon.com, and BlackBerry World. All right. I also want to say get in touch with Comedic Fitness and Wellness so you can better heal your mind, body, and spirit. Check them out at www.cometicfitnessandwellness.blogspot.com. I also want to give a shout-out to Kendra D. The Kendra D experience will return sometime this uh, – actually, it's going to return – in late February on Big Woo Radio. In the meantime, visit her official promo blog at www.kendradeeblog.blogspot.com. Yes, yes. Shout out to Kendra D. All right, let's get ready for the show. Just like twice he said. Let's go on ahead and bring on Adrian Charleston. 
Adrian Charleston. Yeah. Hey, Jay, how are you? I'm good. Oh, yes, I'm doing a show. Yes, and I want you to sound a little more enthusiastic when... I want you to sound a little more enthusiastic when you say my name. Because you're like, oh, I'm your host, some guy named Jay. And we have Adrian Charleston, True Butterfly. I need for you to keep that same energy. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, you know what? The contrast between how I say the name, and that's how you stand out. Because I say them both with the uh-huh. same intensity, like, some guy named Jay and Adrian Charleston. See, they might forget your name. So then, see, you no, stand out the most. Nope. Because I'm nope, saying like, nope. Some guy named Joe. And oh, and Adrian Carlson, she here too. You know, check her out. See, see, they'll be like, Ooh, who no. that is? They squint. <laughs> no, they don't. All they right, think, I'll, oh, I'll... he don't pay no attention, so we ain't got to pay no attention. Get it together. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm paying attention. <laughs> I'm reading your name uh, right off the script, even though I know who it is. <laughs> so right. I'm, I'm paying closer to you. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, Nicole King wants to be in on laughs too, so let's go ahead and bring her on. <laughs> yeah, so she can laugh with us. Nicole King. Hi, Hi Jay. Hi. Hi, everyone. Hey. Yes. Yeah, I was laughing quietly to myself. I'm glad I can do it in a group. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. You laughing at us? That's what you're doing. Yeah, well, you know, I was entertained, which, you know, that's a part of this. So that was a good thing. Hopefully I'm not laughed at, I'm laughed with. So it works a little better. Yeah. It's a little less insulting when people are laughing with you instead of at you. So, yeah, I'm with that version of laughing, not the other. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, I'll do a little both, <laughs> except the insulting part. Thanks for the warning. Well, I appreciate the warning. <laughs> Because if I laugh at you, it's out of respect. Just letting you know. It's out of respect. Hey, you know, you got to have a tough skin if you want to do politics. I will tell you that. Yes. Mm. (laughs) In which you are a part of. Yes, yes, I am. Yes, I am. I am actively engaged in trying to improve the lives of as many people of color as I can. Even if I touch the one that touches 10,000, I'm cool with that, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Now, before I start, this, this actually this is how the show goes now. Um, I'll ask you a bunch of questions, you know, because, you know, I, I do that. After the question and asking and answering session, about 930-ish, we'll take some uh, some calls from the audience, calls from the listeners. Then uh, 10 o'clock, we got a break. After the break, we got Butterfly Flow with Adrian. We have Butterfly Flow with Adrian Charleston. Yeah. I know that's right. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And, and then we also have the plug-away segment, the plug-away segment. Uh, so for anybody that wants to call in and plug your business, plug your whatever you have, plug it on the show, and don't plug it in my inbox. Please call the show. And if you're streaming from the link, give us a call at 929-477-3872 and press 1. If you're streaming from your phone, all you got to do is press one because you're already on. So, uh, so yeah. And then after the plug away segment, we'll get back into our, our our main topic. We'll also get into our main topic too after the Q and A session too. 
So, uh, and that's our show. So, are you ready for it? Yes, indeedy. All right. Now, before I grill you with the questions, you tell the people about who you are. You, you tell, you tell us who is Nicole King. Okay, so Nicole King is a woman of color who was watching the lay of the land. Okay, and full disclaimer, because sometimes I get dinged for this. When I entered politics, I was not sure that I was a Democrat because by nature, Democrats are the people who help the poor. The Republicans' business model and ideologies tend to lead towards the wealthy. Well, I want to be wealthy, so I wasn't quite sure who I aligned with. But I realized you got to work from where you're at. So as I've entered the political realm, what I've discovered, I've learned a lot about being a Democrat, what our platforms are, our ideologies. But I kind of had the mentality, you got to do it to learn it. Politics aren't, weren't discussed in my home. As a matter of fact, I'm an orphan. So it just wasn't something I discussed. And as I'm out in this, I realize that a lot of the people who are in politics and have a good understanding and grasp, it's because it was very much a part of the kitchen table conversations was very part of their church life it was very much a part of their everyday life so it was second nature to them it didn't work that way for me i just got tired of the bs that was going on and me not having an understanding besides an emotional reaction i don't do good with emotion it really doesn't solve anything so i embraced politics i ran for precinct chair first which the precinct chair is the person who monitors uh, what things are at the state house, what things are going on at the local level, the state level, the federal federal level, and then they disseminate that information within the community. They're a foot soldier for the candidates who are who they they support to advocate for them in that community. I also became but uh, did the delicate thing, which is where you go down to the convention and you just you get to hobnob with the other professionals. It's kind of if you ask me, it's like um. It was uh, the purpose of it, the delegate thing, is kind of to get everybody on the same page, everybody revved up so they can send you back home to your computer, communities. Um, and then our president is older. And I was what this is a crucial election coming in. And unlike everybody else, I really feel like Donald Trump has a, a good chance of being reelected again. So I was like, okay, I can sit back in the cut and act like I don't know the stuff I know, or I can step out of my comfort zone as an introvert and start just getting some people who don't know how powerful they are to realize their power and start doing something about it. Because I can't do everything. But I believe that sometimes you got to help somebody be inspired. They don't even know how to do it. So I'm the inspiring personality. So that's me in a nutshell and my perception on politics currently. It's an ever-evolving thing. I'm not hard fast to anything. I'm like mold. I haven't been slid in the oven. I'm kind of still being crafted and chipped away. Okay, okay. Now, um, yeah, like everything you said. Now, I, I'm glad you said that about the Democratic Party. You know, we're, we're all about. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a Democrat. I, well, actually, uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm supposed to be a Democrat. I, I haven't voted Republican yet, but. Uh, well, I actually talk about me later, but but uh, but about Democrats in general, um, you know, you did say that you know we're all about uh, you know getting prog- programs to help us and assist us and things like that. And uh, when Republicans talk about shutting down programs that assist us, you know, we get all 
upset and things like that. I mean, you know, and, I, and that's understandable. But um, but I feel like all this uh, this help and all these uh, leg ups that the Democrat that we that we ask for and we get, it has to be to an end. You know, we can't just keep struggling for generations and generations. I, I, I believe that um that we need to use these things as stepping stones so we can eventually become as wealthy as the Republicans. I believe that yep. Democrats love to, you know, they, they love to say, we need help. And, and, and no offense to uh, uh, other Democrats. I know a lot of people are, are, are really, um, you know, they're really black and white with their politics. If you say one thing yep. that, that that they don't agree with, they will cut you, yep. kill you, burn you block. And uh, pretty much my whole uh, Facebook friends list is new. <laughs> you know, I, I, have, I have a high... My my Facebook friends list has a higher turnover rate than a call center, so uh, so I'm used to people blocking me and unfriending me because I say something that they're not feeling. But I do, but that, but honestly, that's what I feel. We need to Democrats. We need to uh, eventually get to the point where we don't need help. Where we're we're helping each other, and and we're to the point where we have this ecosystem going to where we're just doing it. We're just doing well, you know. Um, that's not really something. That's more of a statement. But uh, what do you? How do you feel about what I just said? Then, then I can get on into the questions of that. Um, I'll tell you. I have a very unpopular opinion about certain things. I'm all about self-sufficiency. So, like, all right. So, I'm just. Is it all right if I just kind of dive in? Hello. Yeah, yeah. Are you well, who, who said it? Nicole? Okay. Oh yes. Can you hear me? Hello. Nicole. Yes. Yeah. What were you saying? Okay. So I have. I'm going to just dive in, so you get a feel for how I look at us. Okay. So right now the government shut down. Right. Mm -hmm. This is a prime time for people to explore those. If you're a Democrat, if you are locked out, then this is a prime time for you to explore those things that were established to help you be more self-sufficient. Start exploring your business model. Start exploring, like, it, it tap into your entrepreneurial spirit. Like, we have gotten so conduced to receiving a paycheck that when that paycheck doesn't come, we can't think beyond that. And that is a problem because that's not survival. We are being led like sheep, and that's not something I really support within the political scheme of things. Like right now, I see all of this energy being put towards criticizing the shutdown, but why aren't we promoting the programs that help people start businesses or programs that help that are not shut down at the federal level that will help you get this type of loan? Or check out this workshop while you're off work. I mean, we are choosing how we spend this conversation, and it's not to the betterment. It's um, a lot of bashing. I don't believe in bashing. I only want to discuss a problem if you want to discuss the solution behind it. So for me, that yeah. is how I approach things. And as Democrats, we have to stop just looking for the hand up. By profession, I'm a grant writer. And that profession allows me to, one, always see the problems in things. Because you ain't writing grants for nothing that ain't a problem or a situation that needs to be addressed. So I am always looking for monies to problem solve, which in turn is creating a program to problem solve. I need our mentality to be that way within politics, especially with the Democrats. When there is not something available to you, 
then what is it? What do you do? I actually got started in the grant writing. I had a very, I'm an orphan. I have a lot of resources. I have family wealth. So every time that I received a free service, I said, what are you supposed to teach me because you've given me this? And they would look at me funny, but they would show me. They would teach me if they were supposed to teach me how to write a resume, if they were supposed to take me to some job training course. But I asked. And people, like they always misquote that scripture, people die for lack of knowledge. No, they die because they reject it. It's been offered to you. You just don't want it. You don't want to embrace it. So as Democrats, we have to get to a place where self-sufficiency is as important as receiving. Like, I want this, but now what do I do with it? How do I create wealth from it, or at least a stepping stone towards wealth? Not living a maintenance standard, living a growth standard. And we don't do that, to me, enough in the in the democratic mindset and frame of things. We're constantly living in the, I just want to maintain. Well, I don't just want to maintain. I want to grow. I mean, I just do. I don't want to stay where I'm at. And we have that ideology. And I am curious as to, I'm a, I believe that, okay, so we live in a capitalistic society. And I hate when people begin to argue with me about, oh, this is this capitalist, this, and this. Our whole country was built on money. So the only time that it won't matter is when money has no value. And that means when everybody getting it, it got less value. If you want to see a price drop in something, give it to everybody. And then it has less value. Money is so important because everybody doesn't have it. As soon as we make wealth accessible and attainable to more people, we'll find that money won't have as much, and then we'll be able to focus on being more human. But as long as money, and it will be important because that's what our country's principles were founded on the foundation of us the ingrained start to who we are is what this country is so you will have to defeat it with understanding money which the only way to defeat money is to have more money and that sounds silly but that's the truth you go to las vegas i live in fort wayne indiana our cost of living is comparable to Las Vegas. And everybody says, well, that just seems silly. No, it doesn't because there's so much money being generated there. What the hell? It doesn't hold as much value because it's constantly millions and bazillions of dollars going in and out that place. So it doesn't hold as much. Now, tourists go there and lose their shirts, but the residents there, yeah, you working at McDonald's, you make 14 because, I mean, everybody there got it. So it's it's a mindset to me with this Democratic thing. And at some point, I always make the joke, Democrats used to be Republicans and Republicans used to be Democrats. In order for that shift to have had to change, they had to agree on it. They had to agree to change positions. But we don't talk about that part, which is why we continue to stay in this position we're in. We are so busy chasing the headline that we don't deal with the root of the problem. You can't just keep trimming and pruning the leaves. You got to get down to the cert, the dirt, the soil of why we are who we are and how we can grow and build for that. Stronger roots make better plants. So that's my take on this. Definitely. Now, why do you think we have this mentality? You know, I was just talking to a person yesterday about this. We do it to ourselves. We do it to our kids. I mean, and we don't mean to. It's just the structure. Do you realize that when you have children, you immediately send them to school? And school is a schedule. So we teach our kids to be on somebody else's time. That's not what business is. An entrepreneur will tell you, I put in 80 hours a week. I'm running my own show. 
I get up early, I stay late. But we don't teach our children that. We teach them go to school at this time, get out of school at this time. It is a part of our culture. It was crafted. It is by our systematic design. You have to intentionally explain that that's not the only standard there is. It is very scary when you've had that mentality your whole life to step outside of it. That's why people start and stop because it becomes, it feels awkward. Your whole life somebody's been telling you where to be and what to do. From the time you were a kid, our school systems are set up that way. Show up to school late too many times. What do you do? Get sent to some truant officer. They have a whole program for it. It is set up so when you enter the job force, you continue to want to be a worker bee. But we don't look at it like that. We're not examining the lay of the land like that. We're so busy chasing the trend that we don't look at the history or how things correlate. We are teaching our children from school age to run a schedule. It's why homeschool children, they don't mind. you talk to a homeschool kid, you start talking about their future, it looks, it sounds so much different than the average school age kids because for them they don't have constraints like our children do. They, they literally, their mind is open. They're like, hell, you know, I get up, mom, we do this, you know, blah, 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 this is my day. Kids at school, my daughter, she goes to a public school. She can tell you when she go to lunch. Like, she know her schedule. Like, I know my schedule. So how do I teach her? I'm supposed after she leaves college, after another set of instructional hours, expect her mind to automatically shift to, now I can create my own life and my own schedule. No, because for the past 12 years, somebody's been telling you what to do and how to do it. But it's the subtle hey. things that are causing us the problems. Exactly. I agree with you. I gotta throw some claps on that for you know. Okay, no, I don't. Let me just keep it moving. But uh but, <laughs> here we go, here we go. Uh yes, I totally agree. And it's and it's almost like a uh, so many things I can say about this. Uh I love to hang out and speak and rock with other entrepreneurs because they know what I'm going through. <laughs> uh, people that, that just have the punch a clock and, and get exchange your uh, time for money mentality, when I talk about what, I, what I'm experiencing, they just cannot relate. Uh, uh, they, they, they actually see it as uh, um, there's so many things I want to say about this. When my business is doing well, when business is doing well, they're, they're, they're the biggest cheerleaders. But when business isn't doing so well, they're the first people to say, well, I mean, you know, why don't you – is that really a thing? Why don't you get like a like a real kind of job? I know you had success with that, and that, and you make money, but, I mean, I mean, it's, it, since it ain't stable, but then what, what they're doing is not stable because you could easily get laid off, fired, company, get sold to another company, all kind of things. The only thing that's really stable is my skills, my talents, my uh, my drive, my ambition, my uh, my hustles, all of that that's that's guaranteed. And for people that have that 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 have a trade or uh, they have a skill, you know, no matter what, if they if their business shuts down, they at least have that skill, and they can always keep getting uh, work. Uh, or they could be an independent contractor. You know, they don't have to work for somebody else because yeah. hey, I, I can hang your drywall for X my well, you know, whatever. You know, whatever they, their skill is, they can say, I do X, Y, and Z, you know, pay me. And some guy named Jay will never go out of business. I have all, I have all kind of things <laughs> going for me. So, so it, it, you know, so when business isn't doing too well, uh, well, when one of the things I'm doing, one of the revenue streams isn't doing as well as the other one, I can always focus on the other one, you know. 
Um, yep. This isn't this isn't about me, but I, but but I said that to say. Uh, no, there's so many things I want to say about this. My brain's all all over the place. It's all over the place with this with this one topic, you know. Um, but I do want to say, yeah, people that do have that mentality, uh, they look at you like you're strange. They look at other people like they're strange when they don't uh, have a conventional nine to five, you know. And we have and to stop that. Think, yeah. And uh, and for people that want to become entrepreneurs, you know, they're surrounded by so many other people who just uh, work jobs they hate, and that influences them. But you know what? I don't care about what other people think about me because I'm not going to be mediocre just so I can fit in with friends and family. Ain't that it? Indeed. <laughs> I concur. <laughs> oh, yes. Now, 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 you say you're you, you're an orphan. Uh, how old were you yes. when you lost your parents? Uh, okay, so I'm not ashamed of this because I feel like in the black community it sucks. My mom was schizophrenic. So we went into foster care, and the system is not really designed. Like I have this whole issue with reunification. And my sister was special needs, and they separated all of us. They even sent my sister outside of the state. So we all went these separate ways. And, I'm like, it is very – in Indiana, you can get your rights terminated by just not showing up to classes, whatever. And I know that seems harsh, but when you think of the grand scheme of a child's life, like it's 18 years in a child's life. So if your child goes into foster care and you on drugs when they two and you stay on drugs for three years, so from two to five, your rights have been terminated. So no matter how much you done turned your life around, your child is no longer eligible to ever be yours again. So we were all separated and I got my mom back, my a family member of mine actually found her in a nursing home, and she called her because everybody had told me my mom was dead. So I had my mom for one year, and I learned a lot about myself, my family, who I was as a person because I didn't have information about myself, and then she died. Um, I made uh-huh. her one promise that I would find and locate my sister who has special needs, and a year ago I found her, well, five years ago I found her, and then a year ago I moved her in, and she now lives with me. So I am an orphan, but not in the traditional sense, like my parents died or anything. My mom was schizophrenic, um, and she went off the reservation. And I can say that. It's not a nice thing to say, but we're talking about my story, and if I want to describe my story that way, that's my prerogative. So my mom went off the reservation. She didn't take her meds. They removed her from our care, and then our rights were terminated. So for years, like I was on my own, I um, went into foster care, but... um, I guess I've always had the type of personality where I ain't really feeling people. So I'm, I went on my own. Like at 16, 15, I was just like, you know what? Let's try life. Let's see how this works out for you. Now, it did not go so well. So if you have parents, respect your parents, love your parents. It's a reason they were given to you. You need them. It is a reason most organisms have something to look to for guidance. You need them because I stumbled, fell, hurt myself a lot along the way. And I had nothing to reference, even negative things. But because of my personality, I overcame. I I want something. So, like, I have a desire to have. Like, um, I'm often described as ungrateful. And it's not that I'm ungrateful. It's just I am forever yearning to improve and be better. 
So when people don't understand that logic, they start labeling, especially religious people. They say, oh, you just ain't appreciating and you got to be content. Well, I don't know about all that, (laughs) but I have a desire to always improve. So no matter where I start from ground up, I have friends who are immensely successful who made great choices. I wasn't that person. My story isn't the story of every choice I made was right. I fell, stumbled, got up, fell, stumbled, got up, fell, stumbled, got up. But each time I fell, I fell forward. I climbed up instead of across. So I am I am my own success story. But where other people feel like I should be satisfied, I am by no means satisfied. I haven't reached the level of success that I call myself successful. But other people will say, oh, you did this so well. Oh, that's good, but I'm not satisfied. Nicole hasn't found her nugget that says, yeah, this is my feather in my hat. So for that reason, yes, I am an orphan, but I have been very fortunate to come across some very great people in my life, and I'm a listener. I have an affinity for talking to elders. I love, I've gotten to meet several centurions across my life. I've gotten to have some really great conversations with some really random people, and I appreciate that. Life experience is priceless, especially since there's nothing new under the sun. We all want to believe that we are living something great, but I always make this joke that there's only seven stories. There's only seven stories that can ever be told about humanity. So you live in one of them. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's so many things. It's so many things, uh, you know, we could we could go with this. You know, so so many. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. I just keep stumping um, you. You're like, what do you say? <laughs> no, what I mean. I look at your mind turning, Jay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I realized that I'm, I had an epiphany uh, earlier today that I'm going to be the one doing these interviews moving forward. So, uh, so the next. Uh, <laughs> so, so that that was the level I prepared at. You know the. Uh, the pre-interview we did on the phone before we did the show, and now this. <laughs> I'm sorry. But you know what? But sometimes that's how it comes to you. <laughs> you get these, like, your your choice as you're moving. Like, I don't believe in happenstance and coincidence. Ten seconds adjust, and you like, you might not feel it, but I believe life is fluid. So ten seconds is moving you in a direction. And you might not even feel yourself making those subtle turns or things guiding you in that direction, but you end up where you're supposed to be at if you're not fighting the current. And you'll know if you're fighting the current, in my experience, because you'll feel overwhelmed, which for most people, overwhelmed feels like being drowned. It feels like you can't breathe, like you're caught in an undertow. So when you're having those moments, you tend to be fighting something that's trying to guide you somewhere. But people, like when they're going through that, they're using... Other, they're using life as the excuse except instead of tapping into that energy and moving with it. Instead of identifying the problem, we start either self-medicating or self, self trying to self-diagnose or trying to find the fault with it instead of adjusting in the seat and saying, okay, enjoy the ride. Where, what is this lining me up for? Uh-huh. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Like I, like I tell many people, the things that you do today will affect how tomorrow will be. Yep. Yep. Exactly. You'll see oh, the results yeah. oh, of many yeah. of your choices for about 10 years. I mean, like, outcome results, measurable results. You won't see the results for about 10 years. 
The things you were doing in high school have definitely, you know, you look back and be like, damn, probably shouldn't have dated that person. Dang, why did I not go here? Because that was a choice 10 years ago, and now you see the results of it today. So the choice you make, the long-term things, I write grants. So I have short and long-term goals, and I measure these things, and I see how they calculate. So there are numbers to all of these things. So when you're looking at your life, these things are moving in a trend. They're moving somewhere. And each decision is moving you and adjusting you for the next thing. If you make too many wrong moves, it's like end game for some people. I just believe that the human experience is about not the end game. It's about the process. It's not about the end game. Like the end game for us is death. So that can't be what it's about. It's got to be about the living part. But many of us live, live to die. Like we're, we're, we know we're going to die, so we're just like, let's get through this. No, I want to live life like that. I really want to take and pay attention to the nuances, the smaller things, which is why I'm involved in politics. As I began to look at the lay of the land, I began to see that we'll have voices at the table. Like we say we're doing this, but that ain't really what I'm seeing. And if you'd like, I have, I started studying elections. People, I hate when people say my vote doesn't count. So I began to go back and look at elections and to see when they were counting. And I ain't talking about the federal electoral college. I'm talking about the stuff that, like, when your water bill go up and you upset, if something happened at city council, that person that you thought that you shouldn't have voted for, they won by, like, eight votes. They won by, like, mm. 100 votes. But you upset about the water bill, but you could have avoided that because they didn't have to be in office. But people's mentality does not go there. So I went back and I checked elections. Like, we just had a water bill hike. I'm using water, but we had a water bill hike. So I went back and looked at the people who voted on it, and then I went back and looked at the numbers of how they won. And surprisingly, nobody was winning by thousands. They was winning by hundreds. So I'm like, man, all these people of color, I'll vote, I'll vote. Then don't complain about the water bill because he ain't have to be sitting there. He ain't have to vote. Like, you could have voted. Like, you could have, you little hundred people. On Facebook, I look at, I'm watching a thread. It's 200 people on this thread saying, complaining, but half of y'all didn't vote and he only won by 70. What the hell? That's bad math. I like numbers. That's just bad math, people. But we don't look at things that way. We are trendy people. We are headline people. That don't work. We live in a capitalist society. And what is capitalism? Numbers. Numbers is money. Numbers move us. So pay attention to the numbers and you can technically decide the direction of things. That's why grant writing is so fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my nerve. Now, for anybody. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Now, for anybody else that has questions, you can talk to Nicole King at uh, by giving us a call at 929-477-3872 and then press 1. If you're streaming from your phone, all you have to do is press 1. We'll bring you on. Uh, the topic is anything politics and Donald Trump and the walls and the McDonald's, the White House, and the, I I know, know, right? all that stuff. Yes, we're gonna we're also gonna get to those topics later on in the show. But if you want to talk to Nicole King right now, all you got to do is press one. Adrian Charleston, I'm gonna pass the mic to you in a second, but I got some other things I want to say. Uh, we want to ask or ask and say because uh, you know we're just having a conversation, not necessarily a, an interview. Interview. Um. Now, now let me ask you something. Um, what do you think uh, one of the solutions should be, or what, what solution do you have about this mentality that we all have? This, uh, this, this, uh, this lack mentality. This, um, this work a job you hate until you die. 
uh, mentality. This I, I love being mediocre mentality that, that, that we seem to have. Uh, how can we get rid of it? Because I think it's deeply rooted. I don't think it's something that can be just solved with just putting money in a certain uh, thing because uh, because you actually see how that goes when money does get funneled into a certain thing. Um, if the mentality doesn't change, then the problem will kind of still stay there. Yeah. Uh, how, how do you attack the problem at its core? Um, from if you want to attack a problem at its core, you're going to have to start with the youngest generation. We have, instead of trying to, we have a bad habit of trying to help the adults. I'm so over that. I want children from neonatal stages. I want the moms that are expecting. I, that's who I want. I want to empower them and make their mind so strong that that's all they give their child. It is the nurture that I would like to address. It is that that seedling, even before birth. It like they, I mean, there's two. There's several groups of people, but it's the generations coming that will have the impact. So I can't do anything yeah. about what has already happened. I got to start chipping away at the root and the seedlings that are coming up. So those mothers who are having children, they need to be addressed. They need to be talked to. They need to be giving early entrepreneurial classes. Like in high school, we don't – it's like we breed our kids for – like they're getting a little better with this now, but that is because we need to compete with other countries. That's why we're encouraging this spirit. You see a rise in entrepreneurs that you've never seen because, honestly, they're looking for the next big thing to rival the other countries, like to put us back, to put the United States back on the map. So the system has been, if you're watching STEM and stuff, it's a lot of money going towards that because they need for some one of these great minds that they have held at bay for so long. It's okay, somebody's got to do this. We got to have another Einstein come through. We got to have another Steve Jobs. We need something like that. The United States needs that rival. So they're putting it there, and look where they're putting those programs. STEM programs are being directed towards who? Children. So the government gets it. We just don't. If we truly want to change, and especially that's what upsets me about the church, because that is the church's ground. We take our children there to be baptized and all this other stuff. That is where they grab. They need to grab their mamas and grab those babies. And during Sunday school, teach half Sunday school, teach half life. Like you know, it's good that you learned about Jesus, but what are you going to do with your life, dear heart? What are, you, what are your skills? What, do you know how to hone your skills? Like, we, we have to start at a very young age. Like, you know, I'm not yeah. saying that adults are lost or that all – that's not what I'm saying. But those programs have systematically been put in place. They give the welfare benefits to the mother on behalf of the child. So the mother is maintaining them, and it becomes a generational curse. But the children, what are we doing with them? What programs do we have? I would love to see more homeschools. I wanted, yeah. my son did not do well in school. And I said, why can't we rent a small house, find me a retired, and I tried hard, find me a retired teacher who ain't doing nothing. We'll pay for the rent of the house. We'll have the people that's going to be coming to it. We'll be getting food stamps. We all take it of seven kids to every house and one teacher, and all of us take a day of the week. And we run school seven days a week. Now all now we don't have to all be there. We make a because the kids call in and, and kids need downtime. 
So seven days a week, but your child has to make five or the seven. You choose the five or seven, it's just always staff. It's things like that, that unconventional, outside-of-the-box thinking that we have to have conversations about, that we have to not be afraid to say something and say, that's dumb as hell. Okay, so build from my dumb as hell. What can you take from it that was smart as hell? We don't have that logic, though, and we're afraid of rejection and we're afraid of being seen as odd. But we got to start doing something with our children. We have to start building from that perspective. Adults is cool. Brothers coming out to join is cool. But if we want to change the entire course, that 360 movement, it's going to have to be the children and those mothers who are yes. carrying them. Yes, I, I totally agree. Um, with Blacktopia, um, Blacktopia, even though a lot of people see it as a, a media platform only, and some people just only see it as a Facebook group, uh, in my mind, and what I'm actually physically trying to do, Blacktopia is much more than that. I, I believe Blacktopia will one day, one, one day, one day be a project that can feed families. And when I say feed families, I don't mean necessarily uh, like, you know, feeding the homeless and have some kind of you know, uh, some kind of meal uh, service or anything like that. But I'm talking about uh, just, a, just a hub that can create entrepreneurs and, and, and future rising stars and things like that. So that's, you know, that's, that's another reason why I started Blacktopia. And uh, with the admins that I have in Blacktopia, um, you know, I, I love the admins. They're great. Uh, and, and, and the admins are, have been kind of a revolving door throughout the history of Blacktopia. But there's this one admin in particular, and I'm, I'm going to give her a shout-out because this is actually – what you're saying was actually a part of my thought process when I reached out to her to ask her to be an admin. Uh, she's not a child. She's a grown woman, but she's in her early 20s. Her name is Chelsea Hosey. Uh, she's been in the group for about a year and a half uh, before I actually made her an admin or asked her if she wanted to be an admin. And we took it from there. Uh, she, not, not, you know, a lot of the admins, a lot of the other women, they're in their 40s and things like that. And that's cool. That's great. Uh, they, you know, they're, they're great women. Um, with Chelsea, I, with her being young, when I was reading her post and things like that, I saw that she, you know, she kind of had an unconventional <laughs> kind of, uh, well, I say unconventional, but uh, she was her. You know, she was unique. You know, um had a had a different uh, 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 slant to it, in in my opinion, with her with her post and, and her opinions and things like that. And uh, with Blacktopia, I want to I want to foster and create uh, an Avengers team. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Blacktopia. Uh-huh. So uh, so so that's so that's one of the reasons I reached out to her because she was young and she and she had that uh, you know that think outside of the box kind of um. Uh, presentation, you know, and so I totally agree. You know, we definitely have to reach out to younger people that are try- that are not trying to fit in the box, not trying to be in the matrix. They want to take the red pill, and uh, and kind of, you know, help them out or, or give them a platform, give them a megaphone so they can speak. You know, so that to, to even people their age and things like that, and even speak to us too, the older generation, because we because a lot of older people think we can't learn anything from the younger people, and we certainly can. You know? Yep. Oh, yes, oh, yes. There's, there's, other, t- there's other things I wanted to say uh, with the other things you said, too. Uh, but like I said, I'm all over the place. But we'll get to them all. I should have been taking notes. I guess I should be doing it now. But I do want to say this. If you're streaming from your phone, all you have to do is press 1 if you want to join the conversation. 
If you are streaming from the link or listening in on the app or something like that, give us a call at 929-477-3872 and press 1. We'll bring you on. You can talk to Nicole King, some guy named Jay. We're talking about politics. Depending on where you popped in on the show, it probably doesn't sound like that. (laughs) But we're talking about many different things around around these topics. Uh, So you're welcome to join in. Uh, Adrian Charleston, is there anything you'd like to say? Just listening and taking it all in. I'm not really into uh, politics. I uh, I just I just know what I'm gonna vote for and I know what I'm gonna do and I keep it moving from there because you know life. So <laughs> well, you, <laughs> no, but I was well, taking I in all the information. Yes. Okay. Well, I got a question for you, Adrian. Who are you gonna vote for mm-hmm. and what are you gonna do? And, and before you keep it moving. Well. Yeah, for me, I keep all my stuff. I, I I really, you know, I really don't talk politics and religion. That's my business. So <laughs> yeah, I got you. I, I, got I do you. what I'm gonna hey. do, and I and I yeah, and I, I move forward in that way. But I mean, I'm pretty sure you know, and you could imagine. I'll just say that. I just don't. Yeah, I got you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and like I said earlier in the program, you know, uh, if you want to keep your fan base intact, sometimes you got to keep your mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, so I, I agree with you. You know, I, I think I lost five supporters just now by saying, uh, by by what I said in the monologue. So, so you know, but I'll get five new people. I'll get five new people. <laughs> right. Yeah. So anybody else, uh, if, if you want to join in, just give us a call. Uh, if you're streaming from the phone, all you got to do is press one. If you're listening in on the link, if you're listening from the app or anything like that, give us a call at nine two nine. Four seven seven three eight seven two and press one. We're talking about everything, <laughs> but we're going to get to the Donald Trump stuff because I, I know a lot of people want to talk about that. I know a lot of people are listening. A lot of people are talking about it, but we need you to participate uh, and talk to us too. We want to know what you all think, and all opinions is welcome. Even if you're a black Republican sitting on here, if you're a black Republican mm-hmm. and you voted for Trump, I'm not like everybody else. We give you the opportunity to grab the mic and say what you want to say. We're not. This is Blacktopia is not a black and white show anymore. Uh, so you're welcome to uh, uh, speak your mind, regardless of what you think we think. We're not going to shun you. We're not going to say, "How dare you? You effed up." The other callers can hang you. I'm not afraid because they better get some of Trump energy. <laughs> they better get because he is he on fire. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to get into that. Speaking of that, there's something that there's some things I wanted to say about the whole uh, Trump. Uh, uh, fanfare, or whatever you call it, the, the, the whole talking of the Trump. Um, Wait, a lot Jay, of things I Jay, see people say. Jay, man. hey, Jay, uh-huh. before before you get yeah. on your uh your 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 way, can I just go into my quick little rant, right quick? Because again, I don't, I don't talk much politics, but I am real. I I'm a foodie, and I'm real irritated about this food situation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Go he could have at least had a nice restaurant to cater. Yes, I mean, I don't say much. Like, you know, again, I don't say much about much, but you're not going to take my child, my people, whoever it was that was out there. I watched that game. That was a good game. You're not going to take those winners and feed them something that they eat in their dorms already, that they eat All on the, the bus already. That they have readily available because sometimes it's all the money they have to 
spend on fast food and you gonna get them fast food. You could at least cater like some roof crisps if you ain't had nobody to cook the food. Do something. Give them a nice dinner. They had on suits and tie you know, college dress up. They they did you know what what they were gonna do. They dressed up for this. For burgers and fries, I mean, man, yeah, that's that's my main contention because I am a foodie, and if I go somewhere and I'm supposed to be fed a great meal and you give me a burger, not even a gourmet burger, you give me, and mind you, I don't mind, I don't dislike Wendy's. Not it's probably the only place they burger. have. Yeah, I would prefer Five Guys, but I don't mind a Wendy's. I'll take a Wendy's if that's <laughs> all I can get. i eat some Pizza Hut. That's but right, don't girl. you dare give me no McDonald's and no Wendy's for a celebration dinner. That is some mess. <laughs> I travel to you. I ain't just live down the street. Right. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay, my rant is over. You can go ahead, Jay. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. That 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 what what? Yeah, the the McDonalds and the stuff. Yeah. Anybody else that wanna chime in and say something about that, give us a call. Nine two nine Four seven seven three eight seven two, and press one. If you're streaming from your phone, all you have to do is press one, and we'll bring you on. You can talk shit too. You know, it will pass. The, everybody gets to touch the mic tonight. Everybody. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna give them that. Well, actually, Adrian, you you said it. You, you know, you said about that. Uh, you know, the, you know that was like, huh? You know, but uh, but I want to say this. Thing. I want to get on my my. Uh, I was about to say the Trump box. I'm about to get on my soapbox. Um, yeah, I don't act now. I was about to say Trump box. You know, um, I want to say this. People keep talking about, oh, he need to be impeached. He needs to be impeached. Impeached, 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 impeached. Now, Nicole, correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not like in the politics either. Like, I don't know. I, I know so, certain social issues, and uh, and I'm just an idiot with an opinion like everybody else. You know, and uh, you know, I, you know, you know, an asshole. Every opinion. What's the saying? An asshole is like. Uh, opinions, and, and, is like and opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got them. Agreed. Yeah. And this asshole right here, pointing to myself, is about to fart. So let me tell you what I'm going to say out of my asshole. I I got to say this. Everybody talking about President Trump need to be impeached. Now, correct Nicole. Correct me if I'm wrong. When some when a president gets impeached. That does not mean that he's losing his job. It's kind of like an, a demerit, right? Because um, Nixon, when he was impeached, he resigned. Bill Clinton was impeached. No, he resigned because he didn't want to be impeached. If he gets impeached, ah. we get we, And I'm trying to tell you, y'all better stop that. I had Pence for a governor. I'm from Indiana. Let Trump finish out his term And the problem with Is like y'all, like everybody Laughs at me when I say that But I watched the, the lay of the land The first thing that Trump Defunded when he came in as president the, One of the first executive orders he signed Was the bill to defund The groups that kept the Ku Klux Klan at bay. You know why he def- defunded them? Because when they were recruiting for the Klan now, and we got billboards all over the country now for it, they're recruiting voters for him. People who have not voted. These back Bush people, they ain't been voting. So this is an untapped population of white people that he has made sure that he now has access to for his next campaign. 
And there's nobody addressing that. We going through like he ain't gonna get back in office again. Okay, he he why he was making a mockery, he was also securing extra votes. So if he gets impeached, yeah, Prince is, Pence is coming right behind him. Nixon resigned. He didn't want that on him. So he took it off because it's like a bad performance evaluation. So he chose to resign. It was a choice, a judgment choice, and I'm sure it was emotionally charged as well. But, no, if he gets impeached, he's out of there. That's a – that's a you, – you, that's you're fired. Yeah, okay, okay. I, I thought impeachment was pretty much a – see, I, I, that's why I said correct me if I'm wrong because I don't know – you know, I don't – I just know and I'm still learning. I like I, I am not. I, I am involved in politics because I'm a. I am an avid learner, and it was easy for me to join to learn than to sit back and listen to the rhetoric. Like I got access to things. I began to understand numbers. I began to understand the voter files. I began to talk to politicians. I began to sit in to hear bills. I got That's a right, firsthand girl. account of. Oh, yeah. okay. Like, damn these news stations, now I'm getting it. But we don't share. We get information, and then we hoard it. See, I run my mouth. As soon as I get it, and I don't even like the to be engulfed in people and environments like that, but once I took on this role, I realized it's not fair that I hear, I know, and I don't share. Because then what you going to do? You, uh, ignorance is not bliss, it's expensive I hate when I hear people say ignorance is bliss No, it's hell of expensive We live in America, be stupid if you want It's going to cost you money Date the man with no job because you're stupid Money <laughs> Get a car that you ain't get checked out Money Ignorance is not bliss, it is expensive Exactly Now I want to say this though uh, I thought President uh, Clinton um, Got impeached after, no, after he was up, yeah, he 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 had some no, he got in trouble a lot. It came close a couple of times, but Bill wasn't a hoax, so you wasn't just going to kick him out of office. You're going to have to go all the way through with it. Now, it's like the threat of I want you to think of impeachment, how they're using impeachment. It's like when your mama say, "If you don't stop this, I'm gonna whoop you." Sometimes we stop mm-hmm. and we're like, "All right, well, Clinton was like, "I ain't going to stop. I'm gonna stay here in this seat. You're going to have to go and whoop me, and we could never whoop you." We could never all the way uh, do it. Uh, so, no. Okay, okay. I mean, it's like, it's just, you know, they throw it around because it's a horrible thing to have happen. It's very public. It's very degrading. But I don't really, I, I think Tr- Trump has a, he has that that fire in his belly that, what is the man Hitler had? Like, and I don't mean it's, that's a good thing. It's just that some people can rally people. Like, they can speak and they have the attention of the masses. Trump is one of those people. He gains the attention of the masses. Instead of challenging his energy, we need to tap into our own and contend with actual energy, not argue with him, because he has the attention of who he has. It's the other people giving him that don't even like him still giving him attention that concerns me. But to impeach him and to have Pence in his place, I don't know, maybe because I'm a Hoosier, and I live in Indiana, and Pence was my governor, that I feel like maybe I don't want him as the president, but I get how the rest of the country may see him and be like, okay, well, he's got to be better than Trump. No, because he's a career politician. And some of the decisions that he made for Indiana, yeah, they weren't, they were very, they were very, mm, they were very not favorable to people of color or people who live life differently. In my opinion, yes. 
Now, that's an opinion thing. That's not me standing on any Democratic platform. This is me living in Indiana, me taking my own well damn moment. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Well, well, Nicole, we're going we're gonna to take a break right quick, and we're going to come back. Goodness. Uh, a lot of people are, are talking about it in the inboxes and the chat rooms and things like that, but we need you guys to talk to us, too. So after the break, give us a call, 929-477-3872, and press 1. After we come back from the break, we'll take your calls. Uh, we're talking to Nicole King. You're listening to Blacktopia Presents Roundtable Talk Radio with your host, some guy named Jay. And Adrian Charleston, yeah! All right, let's take this break. She know the fire. She got the fire. I got the power. I want to hear my every day.
Yeah, what's up? It's your girl, Linda B. Let me find out you got that big boy TV, but you only get in hospital station. Uh-uh. Let me find out you got that flat screen TV plugged up to a converter box because you too cheap to get cable. Let uh-huh. me find out every week you down at the bootleg man trying to get new movies because you're running out of stuff to watch. Shame on you. I'm here. That's what I do. You want cable? Hit me up. Oh, Bill, no problem. I got you. Cable too high? I got you. Dun, dun, Hit me up. We can do this a few ways. You can either call me. I can call you. 937-287-0736. Or you could go to my website, lindaebrown.acndirect.com. Or we could do a three-way call. What? A three-way call? We could even do a three-way call. Shut the Hit me door. up today, and you can have cable tomorrow. Yeah, I got your back. And remember, with God, all things is possible. Have a good day, world, and I'm out. Oh, yes. It's money to be made out here. Win big at the Lucky Panda. This is some guy named Jay, like I've always been. And I want to let you all know that you can win big money out here at the Lucky Panda Adult Arcade. Located 2610 Clemson Avenue, Charlotte, North Carolina. Right off the plaza. Open seven days a week, days and nights. So come on out. The Lucky Panda has skill games, fish games, and more. Including weekly raffles and drawings. So there are plenty of chances for you to win big money. The Lucky Panda also serves free food to the players on Saturdays. So come on out. Again, that's the Lucky Panda. And that's Panda spelled with a 9 instead of a P. Located 2610 Clemson Avenue in Charlotte, North Carolina, right off the plaza. Come on out and win big. See you there. Damn, girl, I ain't seen you in a long time. You done lost some weight. That's right, girl. Child, I've been using this new product, Total Life Changes Tea by CurvyButHealthy.com. That's how I lost the weight. Child. Now, wait a minute, girl. So all you saying I got to do is drink this tea, and I can go to the bathroom and piss these calories out of me? Well, not quite. What it does is speed up your metabolism, curb your appetite, and give you the nutrients your body needs so that it can help you shed the pounds. And, girl, you can lose the weight and keep them curves, too. Well, girl, that's exactly what I need. I'm trying to look good in my bikini when I go down to the beach. I'm going to go to curvybutthealthy.com right now and order about 10 cases of that tea. Yes, yes. 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 Order Total Life Changes tea from curvybutthealthy.com today. Yeah. I'm going to go to curvybutthealthy.com and order about 10 cases of that tea. I'm going to go to curvybutthealthy.com. I'm going to go to curvybutthealthy.com. Greetings. This is Basu Lauren with Committed Fitness and Wellness, a place to become mind, body, and soul fit. We are a mobile health and wellness business that offers yoga, vibrational sound therapy, detox therapy, comedic Reiki, Yoni semen, and so much more. We also have products available for purchase, such as herbal pads, smudge sticks, high vibrational waist beads, copper jewelry, and more. You can find us at Committed Fitness and Wellness on Facebook and Instagram. Or you can give us a call or text at 912-349-9755. We look forward to supporting you in your wellness journey. Peace. Oh, oh yes, oh yes. 
Welcome back. You're listening to Blacktopia Presents Roundtable Talk Radio with Adrian Charleston, the true butterfly. Yes. And I'm some guy named Jay. All right. Adrian Charleston. Hey. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, see, I did that. See, I, I said you first, gave you more energy, and then I said mine, you know, some kind of energy. See, see, they're going to remember me more. So you should have been glad I was doing it that way for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're so silly. Oh. So you ready for me to <laughs> yeah. uh, Hold okay. on, hold on, hold on. Oh, okay. Well, hold on. No, no, hold on, hold on. Adrian. Yes. Adrian. Yes. Hold on, one more hold on, hold on. Hello, can you hear me? Okay. Yes. Hold on. Yes? Yes. One more second. Just hold on, okay? Okay. <laughs> okay, here you go. Adrian Charleston, Butterfly Flow. You're ready. Here you go. Here's the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Do I even need to ask what was going on or no? <laughs> no, I'm just uh, that was my Chevy Chase impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <sighs> okay. So um yes. Hey everybody, good evening. This is Adrian Charleston with tonight's butterfly flow. And um as usual, you know, I try to figure out what I'm gonna talk about. Sometimes it's on topic, sometimes it's not. And um, lately I've been going off of what I've done on my live on Mondays just because it kind of fit. So um, I was talking about um, no is a valid answer. And after I did it, I noticed a lot of people um, posting, and and maybe it could be because of what I said or maybe not because of what I said, but I've, I've seen a lot of people posting about, um, you know, saying no for your health, taking care of yourself by saying no, and a lot of people co-signing exactly where I was saying and where I was going um, on their own, you know, special different posts. And for 2019, how there's, you know, people are working more towards taking care of their self, taking care of their mental health, and know is a part of that. And the reason why I know is a part of that is because once you say yes to something or someone, you've given them full power over that amount of time, that day, that whatever you said yes to. Because a lot of times people will give you the bare minimum of information. I need for you to do such and such, such and such for two hours. And then five hours later, you're hungry, you're tired, you don't know what just happened, and you're still doing something for someone because you didn't ask more questions, you didn't want to hurt their feelings by saying no, and you went ahead and you did it anyway. So sometimes a lot of people, when someone asks them a question, instead of just saying no or let me check my schedule, let me see how this is working for me, let me see if I'm able to do it, they automatically say yes because they don't want to hurt someone's feelings, not knowing how they themselves are going to feel or react or, you know, even if they had the time to do what they said they were going to do. So, um, yeah, no was a valid answer, as most people say, a complete sentence. (laughs) <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's that's tonight's butterfly flow.
Oh yes, oh yes. I I I love the word no, Adrian. That's that's one of my favorite sentences. Uh, <laughs> I I say no all the time. You know, I, I get I say you no like a two year old. No, <laughs> I do not. You don't. I do a 2019. This year oh, okay, I do. Okay, good. Okay, see, <laughs> yeah. see what I'm saying? So you have to do it yeah. for your own sanity, for your own, you know, mental health, just to be okay. You can't jump on everything and do everything for everybody. You gotta take care of you first and see if you're able. And if it's something you really want to do, do it. But you know, sometimes you know, no. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh yes, oh yes. Nicole King, I see you jumping in and out of the queue. Uh, don't worry, we're going to bring you right back on after the plug away segment. So, uh, so hang tight. We we we're still doing the show. We still got you. So, uh, so we know we keep it uh keep it keep it quiet for uh, butterfly flow. Um, but yeah, but no, no. Yes, and, yes. But I say no, no. <laughs> you know now. Yeah. Hey Jay, can you no? Can you? How about no? Well, what about no? <laughs> I love it. It makes my tongue stronger. All right. Now this segment is called Plug Away. So if you have anything you want to plug, just give us a call at nine two nine four seven seven three eight seven two and press one. We'll bring you on. You can plug whatever you want to plug. Uh, you can speak whatever you want to speak, whatever you got going on. You got any upcoming shows? You got any business you want to plug? Things like that. This is the time to do it. And since I don't see a lot of people in the queue for this episode, that's fine. I got things I want to plug. Uh, tomorrow on this station, who said that? Oh, Adrian. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah yes. Yeah, go ahead. Adrian, yeah, yes. Uh, of course, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass the mic to you as well. Um, I just want to say. That tomorrow on Podcast On Demand, that's the name of this station, Blacktopia Roundtable Talk Radio is just a show on this station. It's not the station. So I just wanted to, you know, clear that up. Not that that's that important. But uh, tomorrow, using this same number, we have the Wellness Wednesday radio special with Basu Lauren of Comedic Fitness and Wellness. So if you want to know more about Comedic Fitness and Wellness, you want to know more about uh, – Improving your mental health, mind, body, spirit, your lungs, your muscles, your, you know, everything, your spirit, your energy, all of that. Basu Lauren will will answer your questions and tell you more about that and how you can get that, uh, you know, tuned up. And she can certainly do that for you. Uh, check out her official promo blog at www.comedic wellnessandfitness.blogspot.com you can also follow her on Instagram at comedic underscore fitness underscore and underscore wellness on Instagram and definitely check out Basu Lauren she's also a member of Blacktopia uh, she's also a the she's also a Media Blast sponsor and uh, so yes yes um, tune in tomorrow for the Wellness Wednesday radio special Wellness Wednesday radio special tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern time by using the same number to stream it from your phone. All right. And I'll be there, too, you know, moving things along. Uh, what else do we have that we're going to plug? Oh, also go to themediablast.net, www.themediablast.net, and also go to blacktopia.org. Also, next week on Blacktopia Presents Roundtable Talk Radio, we'll have Allie and Shay 
Allie and Shay will be our guests. Uh, Allie and Shay had me as a guest on their show yesterday, and I did a live uh, from the studio from WDRB Radio. Um, and I was also a, 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 go, a ghost, a guest. The host guest, put them together, you got a ghost. Okay. Uh, I, I was also a, a guest on their show on the, uh, the Internet show that they have, too. So, um, so I was a guest on both the, the radio and the Internet radio show. So, um, yeah, so we're going to have them as a guest on Blacktopia Presents Roundtable Talk Radio. We don't know what the topic will be yet, but, uh, but I'll just look at the news and see the headlines, and I'll pick something <laughs> like I've been doing. Uh, okay, if R. Kelly's quiet this week, if Donald Trump ain't said nothing, uh, maybe Kanye West might say something again. Who knows? Uh, Jaquise might be the king of R&B that week. We'll see what happens. Whatever, whatever everybody, I don't know, Bird Box. Might, Bird Box ain't got nothing to do with it. Well, it doesn't talk about how people don't see racism. Maybe Bird Box might be the topic. Whatever's hot on social media, that's what we're going to do. Cause that, I'm tired of this. I ain't, I ain't talking about all this uh, improving the black community stuff like that. I will. We will do that. But we're going to have to weave it in with the popular stuff. You know, we, had a, we can't, can't do it that way. We got to trick y'all. You know, we talking about the bird box. Everybody tune in, and then bam, you know, we uh we catfished you and, and got you to listen to a show about economic empowerment. So that's how we do it. Adrian Charleston, what do you what would you like to plug? Hey, um, you know, I would I would like to plug my office. If you are in the Raleigh Durham Garner area, I am a psychologist on duty. You can find me on my website www.adrian-charleston.com. Um, click on the contact section and make your appointment today. A lot of things are going on with mental health, and a lot of the things that we talk about affect your mental health from um, what we talked about last week even to politics. And even more than that, I have groups. I will have another workshop starting on February 9th, which will be a vision board workshop. It's not just getting together and putting um, a pieces of paper on other pieces of paper we actually go through a lot before I actually let you test the paper and glue so (laughs) so yes so there's that um when you get a chance check out my um podcast I have a YouTube channel called genuinely unexpected spelled just like it sounds and how it should be genuinely unexpected and I also have um my higher ups the higher ups university channel on YouTube so check us out. Uh, check out some videos. Um, we have podcasts, poetry, music, um, tutorials. We have some butterfly flows and other things on those channels. So check them out. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Check out everything <laughs> Agent Charleston has, all the butterflies, all the books, all the seminars, webinars, everything she has, the lives, YouTube channels, higher-ups, uh, university, all of that. Definitely, definitely do that. Nicole King, is there anything you'd like to plug? Um, no, actually, wasn't prepared for that. Um, just rock the vote. Don't be afraid to vote. Don't steer clear of the polls. Find a way to get involved if it's just volunteering with the group. Find a way to learn what's going on in your community so you can be better help. It's not an exact science. It's no harm. You cannot be afraid to fail. You cannot be afraid to make mistakes. You have to be afraid of not growing and gaining more insight and knowledge. If you are not at the table, you are on the menu. That's it. That's right, girl. Ciao. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. 
And uh, and this show is on the menu right now. So it's time for y'all to eat up with some good entertainment, some good knowledge. Yes, yes. So we want to pick up the discussion. Again, if you're streaming from the link or if you're streaming from the app or you got one of them apps or whatever, you ain't listening to it like that, you, or, you know, you're not listening to it from your, you know, streaming it, give us a call at 929-477-3872 and press 1. If you're streaming from your phone, all you have to do is press 1 and we'll bring you on. We're talking about everything and politics too. So, yeah. So 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 let's let's jump right back into it. We're talking about Donald Trump, his dumbass. Uh, we're talking about how people want Mike Pence to be president instead of Donald Trump. Uh, let's see. We're talking about celebration dinners that that just had McDonald's. Uh, what what else Trump say and do recently? He grab anybody by the pussy lately? No. What else? What else? What else? What's, what's Trump been doing? I haven't been looking at Saturday Night Live lately. The wall so is know. a big topic for a lot of people, but you know, just because. Oh my goodness! It's stupid. I mean, yeah, it's so kind of stupid. <laughs> yeah, the wall. I mean, it's just. But we should be concerned, people. We got well, they raise money fast. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. my, like they were, they got it. Like our humanity, our barometer. It sucks because as much stuff we got Flint, we got all these crises mm-hmm. and wildfires. He just put the word out <laughs> to build the wall. He ain't used no major marketing tactics. If he had really gone in, he'd probably have his billions of dollars. But I think it was to prove a point that he ain't the only one that wants this wall that's got money. Mhm. Exactly. Because it like it it just and like that's what I hate about news headlines because like it was this big thing for a couple of days but it's like okay so what do you do with the GoFundMe case and what implications like I know for a fact when government officials take money for stuff like that he ain't even gonna be able to use that money for that it's too yeah, much too. like he gonna have to publicly then people don't publicly want that stuff out there like that. So what are you going to, like, there are so many implications to that, but the headlines are only addressing the one. Things like that concern right. me because it's a huge, for me, they, I'm very big uh, about the human race. Like, how are we treating each other as humans? And that scared me. When that much money came about to keep people out, I immediately shared the speech from Kennedy all those years when he didn't see Trump coming. Because he had a whole speech about how us as Americans would never want the wall. We'd never want to keep anybody out of our country. Shit me. <laughs> All the many moons later, that's exactly what's on. And Trump isn't the first person to discuss, discuss the wall. Let me throw that out there. Reagan was the first person to discuss the wall. Reagan was the first to discuss the wall, but Reagan found out he could do more damage to people of color if he just worked with drugs. So he went the drug route. But Trump was not the first to bring up the wall. Reagan was. Reagan wanted the wall. Trump is building from what he heard as a child. Mm-hmm. And the thing with the um, the money, they ended up giving that money back. They said they had to give it back. Uh, go yeah, from and give it all many, back. You can't do you, man. I can't take more than I don't have to worry about it because we don't get a politics like that. But even as the caucus president, I can't take more than ninety nine dollars from you. If you give me a hundred dollars, I'm gonna be mad at you because for that little fuck, my lord, I don't want to say that because any dollar mm-hmm. that you put towards a cause, but that hundred dollars is a lot, a lot of paperwork. It doesn't equate for the time that I have to put in to fill out about that paperwork. I would rather you split your donation up two days apart in $50 increments. 
because it does not require as much paperwork. When I watched those headlines, I was like, what, what is he doing? Like, he's just wilding out. He just, just, he just do what he want to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who are his advisors? Mm-hmm. But we always, Trump had problems from the gap one night. One of my favorite stories of Trump. Am I allowed to tell my favorite story of Trump? Mm-hmm. Okay, so when he first became uh, president, <laughs> they put the president of, who was it? Was it president of Puerto Rico on the phone? But there is no Puerto Rican president of Puerto Rico. So I'm sitting there thinking to myself, who was on your team that gave you the phone? <laughs> like, who let mm-hmm. you talk to this person <laughs> and just divulge all country secrets and just have these conversations? So he had surrounded himself with idiots. Who people who didn't care about it because it took an idiot mm-hmm. to give you the phone for that. Like somebody should have mm-hmm. said there is no president. Like part of my job is to know stuff. Like I have to know the dumbest of facts, but I have to know <laughs> them because I don't want to be caught off guard with something. Who didn't know to tell you that that wasn't the president of a country, that that ain't a real thing? Who gave you the phone? Mm-hmm. They, he is, his whole term in office has been a Saturday Night Live skit. It has been, when we look back over this, when our children, it is going to have a humorous content. Like right now, we're mm-hmm. devastated. We're in shock at all. Our grandkids and great-grandkids going to be like, this is really impressive. <laughs> Mom, for real, that, like he, he did a GoFundMe thing for a while, mm-hmm. for our cousin. Like it's just, it's going to be surreal. We feel this way because we're living in it. But I wasn't really alarmed when Trump Dang. came in. I have a... I, I respect my elders, and my elders lived through Eisenhower, and they lived through, what's the FBI agent? They lived through things like this. So mm-hmm. I didn't feel like this. there's nothing new under the sun. What, when you have him in office, what else was going to come after a black man besides a Klansman in the office? Like if we're looking at mm-hmm. balance, remember I'm a numbers person, so I like ratios and numbers. So if we just had a black man in office, who better to put in there to balance things out than the Klan? So to me, that's mm. what happened. It wasn't a surprise. I wasn't in shock and awe. I'm like, all right, y'all, but all right, let's, okay, black people, like, I thought we were going to, let's rally, let's, but the same thing that happened, all of these other movements occurred. Like, we didn't, we didn't embrace us. We began to Me Too movement and this movement and that movement. And I'm like, oh, my God, we're doing it again. This is what happened in the 60s. Nobody remembers the minority movement. Like, we had the civil rights movement, and they was like, don't do it, don't do it. Let's all do it together. And look, didn't pan out for us. And here we go. He comes in office, and we start championing for all these other things. History is real. It is a reason it is put in the print. And we got to stop acting like mm-hmm. we got that slave ma- master mentality. You can read now. You're allowed to write, and ain't nobody going to lock you up for it. <laughs> like, you can really do that now. That's the, that is the one thing, Jay. If you want to know That's something about work, we, yeah. we got to get past that. You ain't getting locked up for reading no more. Go on, do it. You can write mm-hmm. now. Go on, write. Mm-hmm. Even our elders, stop putting your stories down. Stop hiding it. Stop being ashamed. Tell us so we don't do that dumb shit. Like, stop being so embarrassed to having lived your life. You lived. If somebody woke up dead. I know that sounds hard. Yeah. But it was how they used to say it to me when I was a kid. So I, you have to, you got to stop being so afraid to just be honest about things. Like, so many people have done things that at this point just share so the same mistake is not made. We hoard knowledge that we shouldn't be. 
Like there are millions right. of topics, millions of perspectives, and as the world continues to be fluid, there are people throwing in their own versions of it all the time. But for me, I use this site called Inspire. It is our, I look, just look to it to look for what it's actually called. It's our Indiana State Library. So whatever that state's library is, there is some place where they funnel all information, articles, books, consumer reports, medical reports, everything through this site for that state. But we don't tap into stuff like that. I'm a big knowledge buff, so I'm a fine. You cannot hide it from me. I am subscribed to the CIA newsletter. Okay, I am subscribed to the FBI newsletter. I want to know what they know. If you got to tell mm-hmm. me, people just don't want to read it. I do, though. I go through and I scroll. The agriculture, they even got this thing why government shut down. It's, it's greens. I eat greens every day. It's greens that you should not be buying from the grocery store right now. So I went and looked. Mm. When, they came, when that notice came down, I looked. But we don't, we're not into that. We are fine with the mainstream things. And I need more than mainstream. Mainstream's easy. They're going to show me that whether I want to see it or not. Yes. Hmm. I agree. Yeah. A lot yeah. of people want to, they like the, the blue pill. You know, they like the oh, ain't that it. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> long-ass false. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. but, uh, we're, we're digesting but, uh, the knowledge right now. <laughs> Yeah, everybody's yeah, thinking at the same time. Yeah, we're thinking. We're, a, we're telepathically doing the show. <laughs> All right, we we got to uh, include other people, people. Yeah, so if you want to be included, if you want to talk, you, you can't shoot beams to me telepathically. You have to actually call the number. So if you're streaming from the Internet or you're streaming from the app, give us a call at 929-477-3872 and press 1. If you're streaming from your phone already, all you have to do is press 1, and we'll bring you on. We'll talk about it. We're talking about everything, uh, primarily politics, but anything else you want to throw in the mix, we'll talk about it as well. We're speaking with Nicole King, you know, and, and, and she has a lot of knowledge. You know, she, she's, a, she's a public library, you know, so you can definitely read <laughs> from her. So, oh, yes, oh, yes. I see, I see a number keeps hanging up. So uh, definitely call back in, press 1, and we'll bring you on. You know, don't be shy. We're not going to cuss you out and all that other stuff. We're going to, you know, if your opinion, if you think you have an unconventional opinion, we welcome it. We can learn something. Speaking of unconventional opinions, especially in the black community, <laughs> Nicole King, have you ever heard of a guy named Jesse Lee Peterson? Mm, not off the top of my head, no. Okay. okay. Now I'm about to Google it. Nope. Yeah, Google them. But um, yeah. But uh, in, in the meantime, I'll shoot another question out at you. Um, now, now, how, how do I want to word what I want to word? Yeah, then just spitting it out. Oh wait a minute! Uh, is this this? Wait a minute! Wait, wait, wait! Oh no, this isn't who I think it is. No, never mind. Well, hold up. you laugh like that might be him. If you like, Wait, that, that laugh I'm, I think he's the one who like um does he get caught is he wait a minute, let me I'm gonna scan for a little bit. I saw his picture and I think I remember oh god, one of the one of the groups that I follow is Hebrew Israelites and I can remember conversations about him. Uh, he's not American a he, I don't funding. believe he's not he's definitely not a Hebrew Israelite. No, no, he doesn't, but I believe, like, there, there was a talk, to, no, not him, 
not him talking, but them talking about him being an Uncle Tom. He has a large platform. <laughs> you, yeah, you found him. You found him. Okay. Anything about Jesse? So I guess you you're not really that much familiar with him. You're you actually basically no. know what they've been saying in the group. Okay, what have they said about him in the group that you can that you remember? Um, the you know, thing, really if remember? I'm not mistaken, he doesn't have a lot of affinity for um, the black struggle. Like one of the uh, key slogans within the black community, especially amongst our elders, is the struggle continues. To my understanding, if I'm reading him correctly, especially as I scan, he feels like that the struggle is self-imposed. Mm, I I I got I've, I've listened to a couple of uh, not a more, but actually more than a couple of his uh, video. Not saying I am a fan, but I'm not saying I'm not not a fan either. Because uh, I'm one of those people, I listen to everybody. I can even I can pull something from everything. You know, I don't just. That's a good learner. You know, I'm not close minded. Yes, you you could take something from even from everybody. And um, he's actually said some things similar to what we spoke about earlier, uh, but in a harsh uh, Uncle Thomas sounding kind of way, I, I, I would say. Hell, he's but, from um, my neck of the woods, man. He's from yeah, Gary. I, I thought so. I thought so. Yeah. Oh wow! Shut up. Okay. You should try. You should try to get on the show. He's had politicians on the show as well. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna have to look into him. Well, I haven't. Oh, yeah. did, I I I took something from you today. I learned somebody. I need to. I'm adding it to my to do list for this week. Oh yes. Oh yes. You. Anybody listening to this show uh, can learn. You can take something from. Something, all parts of it, butterfly flow, the monologue, the introduction, the interview. Yeah, because she spoke to me, and she don't even understand how. I literally <laughs> have to had to write down my system for no now. Like, I had to physically mm. write it down because I was failing at it. So now I, I mentally tell myself that no matter what it is, I will immediately say, I will get back to you because I have a I am a. I'm a servant leader. I love to help, especially with so many good causes you come across. But I found myself overextending myself and working too much for free. And free mm-hmm. kindness is expensive, and it don't pay well. So I have had to, like, when she spoke that today, I'm like, oh, gosh, that no word. Why can't she have a whole segment on that? I'll stop talking. <laughs> so, yeah, that that is that is an underrated conversation. Like we're not like that. Is, the more you are into giving, it is hard to say no. Mm-hmm. It is very like it is like I have. I feel I feel guilt. I feel emotionally charged after I say it. I begin to question whether I did the right thing. Yes, like I'm yes. thinking more about that person than I am myself. So yes, maybe yeah, yeah maybe she'll do another mm-hmm. show about that. Oh, yes, oh, yes. Let's practice. Nicole, yeah. I'm going to ask you something, huh? and you try to tell me nothing. You ready to do yeah. this? <laughs> do this all- okay, I'm ready. <laughs> Give me a million dollars. Oh, no, bro. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Right. What? That was easy. Yeah, that you didn't say that. Easy. You said not going to happen. Yeah. You said not going to happen, so you might think about it later. Not today. How about tomorrow? About tomorrow. Um, if I get, and I'll tell you the reason why I because I know that at some point I'm going to be a multimillionaire. 
And mm. if Jay comes to me and he says, Nicole, I have this entrepreneurial program. I'm going to be able to set a hundred women off on their way or a hundred young women and men off on their way to doing something, and I have it to give, I can't say that I wouldn't give it to you. Because you know what I do? I work in fund development. I go and I ask people for money. And on more than one occasion, I have asked for money to benefit a group of people who had nothing to do with me. I don't, that's, you don't know what that, that, for me, sometimes I know I'm doing my job and I'm good at it, but that's like, oh, my goodness. I once wrote a grant, a federal grant for a fatherhood program. I got a thing about dads being in prisons and moms won't communicate with, like, communicate with the dads or whatever so the kids don't get to know the dads. So I wrote for a counseling agency, I wrote a funding thing. Our, the 75% of the clients that were coming through our doors with DCS cases. But the fathers were incarcerated and the moms were trying to get custody. And I'm like, you know, this child needs to have some connection to who they are. Outside of, I was a foster kid, so when you move into these different homes, you have to adapt to all these personalities. So I'm like, you need to know where you come from. What, what, you must good or bad. You create, you have nature and nurture. So I wrote this grant, and it was to contact fathers in prison. So the children would come into our office, and they would have phone time with their dads, and you know, talking, whatever. Okay, so I would inspire me to like say, all right, Nicole, it's time for you to move, is when I got this grant, and although more than half of our population was black, I was only getting reports about the white fathers using it. And I'm like, um, mm. you ain't got nothing to do in prison, so it ain't like he can't be by the phone. <laughs> so <laughs> what is the issue? Because I'm a real, you know, I just need, like, why is this an issue? And I was like, oh, well, you know, this father, this, yeah, but then, but that became an issue for me, like as as a as a human, because there's a human Nicole, and then there's the Nicole that has constituents. Human Nicole is very vested in the groundwork of life. Uh, politician Nicole realized that when someone asks me to do something, my opinion no longer matters. The numbers matter. If 75 percent of people want me to do this, even if my mama is in that 25 percent, but my mom is deceased, that's why I'm using her. I can't do the 25% because the numbers is what's supposed to move me. I represent a constituent base. So that is where politicians go wrong, but you've got to move with the masses so you can generate. Now, this is where I explain this to people. When you're in politics, that 25%, though, they still have power because when I didn't do what you want, now you advocate for it. Find ways, champion for the cause, find ways to get that 75% to move your way. That's the beauty of politics. It's all a conversation. It's about discussion. But we're so fear-based, we don't want to have discussions. I'm afraid I'm going to piss you off. I know that there are people mm-hmm. who listen to this show who don't care for my ideologies, and I don't really care. What I want you to do, though, is now you have a thought process. Now you like, that ain't right because, because that because meant that you just started thinking about it. Now my question is, what do you do with what you're thinking of, though? How do you contend? I know what I'm doing with what I'm thinking of. I'm putting my actions to work. I'm putting truth into yeah. fact for me. But what are you going to do with it? It's not enough to be pissed off. Pissed off is only the first step. What do you do with that that matters? The pissed off is only an emotion. Everybody has mm-hmm. emotions. Emotions are the only thing that has existed since the beginning of time. Love is love. Pain is pain. Like those feelings, those are what I call universal things. Like the love Neapolitan, Neapol, his name, had for Cleopatra, Malcolm X had that for Betty. 
That's universal. It's love. It's the love one man has for a, an intimate love. How he did it, though, the medium is what's different, but the actual emotion, that's transcended time. You could be off in the bush. When you take a wife and you got this emotion and you're feeling her, that love is the same love that some man on Wall Street has for his uh, hedge fund wife. So it, emotions, you got to remove those because those are universal. That is what we all have. Animals have emotion. What we have, though, is mm-hmm. thinking. So that emotion should be able to process something and create. Like we're meant to create. Like all the great stories are about creating and what did you build from it? What did you take from it? So tonight I'm taking, Nicole, you don't know about Jesse Lee Peterson. The problem with that is, Nicole, he's from your neighborhood. Two, he's talking about people of color. What do you, why don't you, so I, I find fault with myself and now I self-correct. I could be like, well, forget him. He ain't even talking about nothing I want to hear. Because I probably won't agree with some of the things he says, but I need to know because I need to expand my knowledge base. Knowledge outside of self. Education is only, people use education wrong. Education in its truest definition means to bring out from within. So nobody's really teaching you anything. They're taking what is already in you and growing it. They're, they're making it bigger. But we're so busy trying to indoctrinate people with everything that we're not educating. We've gotten away from that. we got to go back to educating. Back off the soapbox. Mm-hmm. Back, I'm <laughs> back off the soapbox. Yeah, there are several questions I wanted to ask. You know, um, uh, you know, one of the things I wanted to ask is, who is Janine Waugh? Um, Janine Waugh is my personality for my radio show. Um, I am working in the non-for-profit sector, and within that sector, there is a lot of – I work with conservatives. Like, I work with Republicans. I live in Indiana, and this is a red state. People know this is where the Klan was built. So when I am out doing my work, I know what I'm contending with, but I needed to have freedom of expression. I needed to still put my thoughts out. Um, I, see, I still needed to be – me and be comfortable being me, but without messing with my money market. So Janine Waugh allows that. Like, I don't just write. There's more than me who writes for Janine Waugh. Janine Waugh is a brand. She is a brand that puts forth the positive of the black community. Nicole puts forth the positive of humanity. Janine gets to solely focus on blacks, people of color, people who, things that are of essence to us, my writings, my books, my articles, uh, my radio show, it is predominantly focused towards people of color, and that's an outlet for me. So I I enjoy that outlet, but in the same token, I work in a conservative field. Non-for-profits tend to be conservative. Republicans, the funny thing I found about Republicans is they don't mind giving money, they just don't want you to tell them they got to give it. They'll give you money. But they want to control when they get it. That's why they don't like socialistic platforms, because that's somebody telling you who you got to give money to. Republicans want to give it to who they want, how much they want, when they want. Socialist oh, yeah. platforms say we're going to treat this group like this across the board. Republicans don't see oh, life yeah. that way. That's not an ideology they hold. Within the non-for-profit mm-hmm. sector, about 90% of it is Republicans. Oh, because yes. Democrats oh, yes. tend to focus on socialistic platforms, which is the programs of the things that the Republicans are funding. That's why I laugh, because I'm like, we don't even see the bipartisan relationships in the simple shit that we do. 
We miss all yes. that because we so set not to like this person. Pay attention to the actual inner workings of things. So cause that's the only way to truly dismantle it. The things that the Democrats, the exactly. programs that they're supporting and funding, Democrat, the Republicans are writing checks for because they support. Because as long as you don't tax oh, yeah. make them do it, they'll give you money for it. Mm-hmm. And I have oh, to yes. keep healthy relationships with them. I'm yes, sorry. we also have a caller that wants to. Uh, no, actually, we were going to let the caller interrupt you. <laughs> Thanks okay, for letting, on, giving on. us the uh, caller in the five six two three three one. Caller in the five six two three three one. You're on the air. Who is this? Hey, this is John Huey. How's everybody doing tonight? John hey. Huey, everybody's doing well. Yes, yes. Um, I, I was just sitting back listening, trying to get caught up on the show because uh, I uh, had to take a nap and, and caught the middle of the show. Sorry about that. But I was really appreciating what you were saying, and we need more people out there that think that way, and uh, people need to realize and they need to open up their minds to not just my way or the highway. And they, they need to know the interworkings of of government and of how – the other side thinks because if you don't understand your quote unquote enemy, how can you defeat them? You know, you're just throwing rocks into a, into the wind and and thinking that they're going to come back. And if they're not, you know, they're just going to keep falling into, into the ocean. Um, But to, to, to hit on your point about uh, understanding the way things work, we, we have, we, we always, talk about, and we always have these, you know, when there's a police killing and a police uh, killing an unarmed black person or unarmed color, per, uh, color, a person of color, and the police officer isn't brought up on charges, they say, because it didn't, uh, it wasn't anything against the policy of the department. Okay, here's my thought. A lot of the times these happen in black communities. If we got out and we take control of the police department, we can actually write the rules so that it becomes a problem and it's not a policy of the department. If you put people in control that look like you, that think like you, that have your best interest in mind, then these, these, these policies will start to change. But as long as all you do is complain after the fact, reactionary, instead of being, you know, up front and doing something before something happens, then we're going to continue, and, and, and you know, all these people will say, oh, well, you, then you go back. Look, miss me if you're one of those people that say, well, we're, we, the system wasn't made for us. Well, damn that. We've been here for 400 years. I'm not going anywhere. We are part of the damn system. Now, it's about time we step up and take control and do what we can do. Now, what's going on in the White House, that will take care of itself because, dude, it's falling apart. But in your own local community, when 99, when 90, 80, 70 percent of your community is black, but everybody in your city council is white, that's a problem that you need to look in the mirror and figure out what's going on here. And you and you seeing people, you know, your young brothers and sisters being killed by police officers, and they're not going to jail for it, and it's unjustified. That's something that the community needs to look in the mirror and say, wait a minute, why are why don't people that look like us not in there when there's more of us? Come that that come on. You you've got to yes. take some responsibility when it comes down to that because you can't just sit there and, and, and march and and, 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 and protest 
if you're not going to do what it takes to take control, the, the, the next person doesn't get killed. You, look what happened in, in Florida when, uh, when, when, uh, when uh, those white kids got killed. Them, them young white kids got out, and they got on the platform, and they started doing things, and da-da-da-da. You know, and I understand. I know that happens in black communities, I, and I'm not mean, and I don't mean it that way. But that's the kind of thing that needs to happen. They are out there doing their thing now. Of course, if we do it, they're not going to give us the same platform. But we just have to, as they say, as as black people, we got to do it better. We got to do more of it, just to get just to get the same level of treatment. And but if we get into that position of power, we we have power. We have churches. We have synagogues. We have mosques. We can go into our say, look, we got all these votes. You need to do something or we voting you out. What are you doing for us? This is at the community level, and people need to do that. You can think about that. What's going on in your school? You, you got a crappy school. Who's on the board? Are you on the board? Are you, you know what I mean? Come on. You know, are you just, what's going on? And you say, oh, well, I, I work too many jobs. Again, miss me with that. It is what it is. You got to do what you got to do for your children. And, you know, that, that's mm-hmm. all I have to say. I know I'm all over the place. But my, my point is, you got to know how to work the system because this is the system that we're living in. And we can't just be like, oh, I don't want to be a part of it. Well, then you're going to keep getting killed. Somebody you know going to keep getting killed until you become a part of it. You 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 part of the, the reason that things keep happening the way they keep happening until you become a part of the solution. That's all I got to say, Jay. Yeah. Definitely, John. Uh, Nicole King, I know you uh, had a little technical issue. You're back on. Did you uh, catch any of uh, what John Huey said? And if so, what would you like to say to what he said? Yes. I, can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Yes. Okay, yes. I, absolutely. I am. I can only concur with him because we're, 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 he gets it, that you can't, you have to, you got to find that voice. Like, I get that it ain't many of us. I get all the arguments. But I don't, you are not allowed to ever discuss a problem with me. My employers know this. Don't come to me bitching at me about my work if we're not about to talk about ways to improve it because I don't do complaining. I only do problem solving. Even when a company hires me, I ain't coming in here. You're paying a lot of money to hit to bitch, and I don't do bitching. Come problem solve or let's not talk about it. Deal with your emotions on another time because then it's just an emotional outburst to me. So I, I yep. am very much, we do have to get more people at the table. And it doesn't have, everybody always thinks it has to be something large. Go, trust me, your precincts need people. Your precinct, and just go, all you got to do is go down to whatever you are. I want to do a precinct. That's just making sure the people in your community know what's going on. That affords you some information. You, most of us have to and it always bewilders me, as nosy as black people is, y'all don't want to be involved in politics. We, they tell you everything. Like, I find out so much stuff that I never otherwise would have known. We have got to start mm-hmm. wanting that seat at the table, the school boards, the boards of directors, the committees, the ad hoc committees. You, We have to start representing and putting our kids on them. Stop being afraid to let your kids know about politics. You know, teach them. They, like, make that a – why isn't that a part of conversation? You know, I, I did this. It's like some separate thing that we don't even – Discuss with our kids. Start look. Uh, talk to your friends. Ask your friend how many of them actually talk to their kids about politics. You'll find that it's just not happening. They're getting it from the news, yeah. but that news doesn't represent the plight that goes on in your house. 
That is just one aspect of it. So I am in total agreement with him. I didn't hear all of it. I missed about a minute of it. But you're right. We do have to get a seat at the table. I will reiterate, you're either at the table or you're on the menu. So you you decide. You decide. And so I'm glad there are other people. I know that I'm not standing alone in this. It's just far and few. few. And I appreciate you, um, Blacktopia, um, because this – this platform, this opportunity that you gave me, it was, I, it was valuable to me. It, it allowed me to say things that other people, even if you didn't like what I say, I just hope that you left thinking. You too, Adrian. I, I appreciate, one, you gave me, like, you, you were an affirmation for me today of, like, you're on the right track, say no. Somebody even saying it while you don't even know that that's something you're dealing with. So I appreciate that. But we need platforms like this. We need people like you, Jay, because you give me the option to challenge someone's views or to say just think. I'm not telling you what to say. I'm saying just think. I hope you didn't like half of what I say, and I hope it makes you get out and want to do something different because at the end of the day, doing the verb is what matters. I don't care about the noun. I need the verbs to happen. So just be more active. So I appreciate the caller. I appreciate that he's willing to step outside and do something beyond just the lip service. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. And definitely, you know what I'd like to say this, Nicole, too. Uh, This show, we we haven't done any really political shows in the past, and we might have touched on it here and there, but not really a whole show dedicated to it. And, um, And out of all the shows we've done, last week we did R. Kelly. The phone lines were lit up. Nobody. Some people didn't even get a chance to talk. Some people, were, you know, because it was so, the phone lines were jam packed. Now we're talking about politics, and it's like tumbleweeds are flying through the uh, the phone lines. I mean, there's people listening. There are people hitting me up saying, "Great show, I'm listening in," but the participation is not there. The political show. Black people don't want to talk about it. Black people aren't don't even want to ask questions. Ask you a question. Don't even want to say, "Hey, I don't know." Like what I said about the impeachment thing. I said, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know, but this is what I think. And then I proceeded. At least I gave a shot to it. A lot of people aren't black people. Look, this is this is how, this is why this is why the Trumps and things are winning because we don't we're not even talking about it. We we'll talk about well, our yeah. Family. We got to get engaged. Like, and I'm not saying that everything I say is right. As I say, and I will reiterate, I am new to this process, and I'm not ashamed to say that. I own and I will own any mistake I make, and I will adjust and move forward. As long as I have breath, it is an opportunity for me to improve. So nobody can ever make me feel bad for making a mistake or growing. But what I will say is that challenge yourself to be better. It is your grandkids that will be affected by, because I laughed. I said the person that is in, that got uh, just uh, appointed to the Supreme Court, that man's going to hold that office for 30-plus years. We put a rapist on, and and it's something that we can't remove him from. And and then we pissed him off before we put him in there. So the things that you will have to do are work at the municipal levels, those city county seats, those zoning committees. We don't even try to get on stuff that affects us and our housing. You want to buy houses, but ain't none of us on the zoning committee? You want to open businesses, but nobody's on the planning and the urban development committee. The urban development, which is around areas that have been redlined, look up the word redlined for people who don't know it. You need mm-hmm. to know who's, who's making decisions about that. 
And if you don't have anybody at that table who looks like you, then someone is making decisions for you who don't even know what it's like to be you. And cultural relevance is relevant. How you live your life, things you believe, things that you practice matter. And you need to make that felt at the city level, at the county level. The sheriff is locking up our boys. How many of y'all is on those committees to deal with that? But you have the right to be. There are applications on your city's website. Most cities have a request that you can meet with the mayor. We just don't do it. So you don't have yeah. to call in. I just challenge you to do some of the things I'm saying. Take an interest somewhere. It ain't got to be nothing big. Start small. I went not I, I was literally hanging around at the Democratic headquarters and I learned about what it was to be a precinct chair. I said, What they do? They said, Well they just walk the community. I said, well, I can be the one in my own community. She's like, If it's not taken I went and there was an elder in this place. She said, I'll train you. She said, you can have it. I asked my elder. I said, I, you've been doing this. you got to be tired. You don't want to walk no more. You mind teaching me how to do what you do and then I'll add a little of my flavor? She was cool. I don't have a problem with my elders because most of them is tired. Like, they ain't trying to keep doing this. They want, And they're dying. They want to share what they got with somebody. They appreciate you coming mm -hmm. to me and say, hey. How did you do this for 20 years? You might not like half of what they say, but at least hear what they did it for 20 years. They know something. We have got yes. to start somewhere, and we're not. We're just waiting it to happen, following the headlines, and commenting massively on things that are of interest. Like we, we And I laugh. People talking about R. Kelly, but nobody talking about how Weinstein got acquitted. Like, and, and he yes. out the courts. Like, oh, well, he ain't. He ain't behind nobody bars, and he did some heinous things. He got folks in counseling. I mean, like, his, he got star power behind. He, like, people have come forth that got money behind their name. Then an attorney was not the issue, like, because they could pay anybody. Yeah. But we pick and choose what is sleight of hand. We pick and choose what is of essence to us, when really what should be of essence are the foundational things, family, food, like, those are things, like, that you can't live without. You can live without a, a R. Kelly. You can. Music is universal. So it is greatness all over this world with musicians. But what you can't live without is a home, educating your children, food for your family, water, a good system for that, good drainage system, things that affect you. Stop headline. Stop, what is it called, bandwagon and headline. That's what I'm, I'm going to coin that term this week. Stop bandwagon a headline and find your own purpose, things that are affecting you. If you're sitting down with your bills and you're worrying about tax things, maybe you need to find out those committees that at the city that affect that. Maybe you need to get 10 oh, more yeah. people and go down there and say, you know, we, we're going to go down to the city county meeting day. we all going to request a meeting with the mayor. Start making your presence yeah. felt. We have a power. We just do not exercise it. And we are a phenomenal group of people. We came over here, when people talk about slavery and us, what always escapes the conversation is what made our slavery so harsh is that we were the one group who had nothing in common with our captors. We couldn't speak their language, their religion, everything about them was foreign. I know that the Nazis and the Jew thing, but they could understand them. When they was dragging their ass to the gas chambers, they knew what they were saying. We did. Yeah. We we didn't know we we didn't know nothing like there was, like that that is beyond fear it is that is past unknown like you can't communicate everything about this environment is foreign we have come we are powerful we have we will not die so why are we not why are we letting that 
history to us, escape us. We are more than slavery. And there was something after Ooh. slavery. There was Black Wall Street. Yes. We have a a culture. There is a black culture. Uh-huh. And I don't mean like an African American. There is a culture that came out of slavery to develop us as black people. There are things that your grandmama mm-hmm. and mama bear and honey bee or whatever you call her <laughs> can tell you to say that's us. That ain't no other race, that is us. But we act like those things yeah. don't exist. We go straight from slavery to this. What the hell was in the middle? Like we, yes, like we, we're geniuses. Like all of our, there's so much, and we're yeah. not taking those things to the political forum. We, we got to let our oh, own yes, change, OJ. We're running out of, we're running out of time. There's some things I wanted to say. Uh, I wanted, to, I, I, we won't get to get a chance to say them now, but it's fine because we do the show every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Nicole King, definitely thank you for being a part of the program. I just want to say this, this right quick. Uh, teacher, talk. Have these conversations with your children. You know, don't just say, oh, they're kids. The young generation don't know. Yeah, the young generation don't know. You don't be willing to tell them nothing. And uh, another thing, too, we need to start being more proactive than reactive. Something happens, we just, you know, we just react, but we don't, we're not going into the politics and stopping anything and all that. Okay, we ran out of time, but definitely thank you, Nicole King. Thank you, John Yee, Adrian Charlton, always thank you as well. You've been listening to Blacktopia Presents Roundtable Talk Radio with some guy named Jay and Adrian Charlton. Everybody have a good night. Good night. Good night.